My formative early teenage years were spent in Dublin, in the gritty era of punk rock. Punk rock produced many great bands, such as The Clash, The Ramones and The Boomtown Rats. One of the lesser bands of the movement were The Monks, who had only one hit, entitled, with great sensitivity, Nice Legs, Shame About the Face. I would, I am sure, have forgotten entirely about the song were it not for one afternoon when I was out jogging near our home. Cool people, of course, didn't jog, and I was the very definition of awkward as I lolloped along in my bright orange tracksuit. But I wasn't too conscious of this until I passed a gaggle of teenage girls, one of whom yelled out in a fake North Dublin accent, Nice legs! Shame about the face! Her friends appreciated the moment. I did not. I was thinking about this on Friday when the May Jobs report came out. Because all you could really say about it, and the US economy today in general is, nice levels, shame about the pace. Moreover, in reaction to this slower growth, lower inflation and trouble in the global economy, the Fed is clearly taking a more dovish stance, making at least two rate cuts likely by the end of 2019. The reality is that the US economy is in a good place by historical standards, and this is clear across a number of dimensions. The unemployment rate in May remained at an almost 50-year low of 3.6%. Other indicators of a tight labour market, such as unemployment claims, consumer perceptions of the job market and the U6 unemployment rate, all remain very positive. The economic expansion will enter a record 11th year next month. And operating EPS for the S&P 500 rose 22% last year, to its highest level ever. However, momentum in the economy is clearly waning. Payroll job growth slumped to 75,000 in May and, with downward revisions to the two prior months, Job gains have averaged just 127,000 per month over the past four months compared to 223,000 per month in 2018. Wage growth was also slow in May, despite the tightness in labour markets, with average hourly earnings rising just 3.1% year-over-year, down from 3.4% in February. Data due out this week on job openings on Monday and unemployment claims on Thursday will likely confirm that the labour market remains tight. However, they cannot obscure the reality that the pace of both job and wage growth has slipped. The idea that the economy is at a good level but moving at a slowing pace is also evident in the components that feed into GDP. At this stage it appears that real GDP for the second quarter might show less than 1% annualised growth. Data due out this week on retail sales for me should help tighten this still very rough estimate. In addition, recent data have suggested that inflation will continue to run beneath the Fed's target of year-over-year growth of 2% for the personal consumption deflation. Not only are wages not accelerating, but slower global growth has contributed to a quick slump in oil prices. We expect the May CPI report due out on Wednesday to confirm steady inflation at 2.1% year-over-year at the headline level, and 1.9% excluding food and energy. However, this should translate into just 1.5% growth year-over-year in both the headline and core consumption deflators for May. More importantly, there is little sign that either of these deflators will return to the Fed's 2% target any time in 2019. At a global level, last weekend brought a welcome suspension of tariffs on Mexico that the President threatened 10 days ago. However, both actual tariffs and, more importantly, the uncertainty caused by on-again, off-again tariff threats is exacting a toll on global commerce. Clear evidence of this was on display in last week's International Trade Report, which showed U.S. exports down year-over-year for the first time since 2016, and imports up just two-tenths of a percent relative to a year ago. Even broader evidence of an economic slowdown comes from the market PMI data. 
In May, the Global Manufacturing Index fell to 49.8, its lowest reading since October 2012, while the Global Services Index fell from 52.7 to 51.6, posting its weakest number in almost three years. In both cases, the U.S. numbers fell alongside the global readings. The epicenter of the slowdown appears to be in those economies that specialize in exporting manufactured goods, including Germany, Japan, China, Korea, and Taiwan. This does suggest that ongoing uncertainties about future tariffs are contributing to the weakness. However, in the modern global economy, no country or sector is an island, and what started as an export manufacturing problem has begun to impact the global economy in general. It should also be noted that other indicators of economic activity in many countries are not quite as negative as the PMI data, so it will be important to check data due out this week, particularly on economic activity in China. All of this is important in the context of Fed policy for the rest of the year. As economic growth has slowed and trade tensions have risen, markets have increasingly priced in Fed easing, with the Fed Fund's futures market as of Friday pricing in one Fed rate cut at the July FOMC meeting and a second by November, with the possibility of a third before the end of the year. Statements by Fed officials have fueled this speculation, with both Chairman Jay Powell and Vice Chairman Richard Clarida saying last week that if trade issues led to weaker economic outlook, they would take this into account in setting policy. Markets reasonably interpreted this very as a very dovish signal, and unless the Fed quite deliberately tries to alter this perception over the next two months, market pressure will grow for a rate cut in July. There are twin dangers to this strategy. First, it might embolden the administration to prolong a trade war that is already clearly damaging the global economy. Second, all parties, including the administration, the Fed, and investors, seem to assume that rate cuts are an effective antidote to economic weakness. However, the last decade of seemingly ineffective monetary stimulus in the US, Japan, and Europe suggests that, at least starting from this level of interest rates at this point in the evolution of the developed economies, this assumption is wrong. Consequently, a witch's brew of an escalating trade war and declining interest rates could, in a worst-case scenario, push the economy into recession and short-term rates down to their zero lower bound. This is a worst-case scenario. The administration may try to tie down trade deals quickly to prevent further economic harm. The economy may prove to be a little more resilient, and the Federal Reserve may push back at those who currently demand that they embark on the slippery slope of monetary ease. However, for investors, the risk of policy mistakes, combined with the venerable ages of our economic expansion and twin bull markets and stocks and bonds, all suggest a more cautious approach entering the second half of 2019. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you.
J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.